Now, uh, we're talking about prayer, and we have uh, dealt with quite a few things up to this point. We're going to be looking at uh, the prayer of faith today. We looked at the prayer of um, petition. We looked at the prayer of intercession. Hallelujah. We also talked about the prayer of thanksgiving. Amen. So, today I'm going to be talking about the prayer of faith. Now, this pra- the prayer of faith is um, a, a, a prayer that we make or a command that we do in faith. Uh, we, we issue a command that we expect that God will back it up because of what he has said. Hallelujah. Like when we pray for the sick, it says you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You give us authority to cast out devils. Hallelujah. Though every prayer technically is a prayer of faith. What I mean is that you can pray a prayer of unbelief and get a result. Whether you're praying the prayer of supplication or petition or a prayer of intercession, you are or prayer of thanksgiving or praise and worship, or praising God, thanking and appreciating him for what he has done. All of those things are still done by faith. But there is one that we call a prayer of faith out of all of that. So which is like a prayer that um, we're placing a demand on something that God authorized us to do in the name of the Lord Jesus. In James chapter three, chapter 5, verse 3, it says, Is any of you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. This is a prayer of faith. Glory be to God. When we issue a command, we do that in the name of the Lord Jesus, based on the fact that he has asked us to do that. We do not ask for things that God has not authorized us to ask for. We do not command things to occur that God has not asked or ordained that we should. Um, Let's look at uh, the book of John, John chapter 14 and verse 13. The King James, it says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Hallelujah. Whatever that you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father might be glorified in who? The Son. Hallelujah. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than this shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And he shall ask, if he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. This he's talking about, is the things that we demand in his name, the things we command in his name. 
In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, the Bible says there, um, it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. All these things have already been given to us in Christ who believe on the name of the Lord Jesus. Now in his name, we're authorized to cast out devils. We're authorized to cast out devils. So when we demand that a devil leaves in the name of Jesus, it is a prayer of faith. It's a prayer of faith. When we lay hands on the sick and we pray, anointing someone with oil to be healed, it's a prayer of faith. Hallelujah. Because we're not interceding for anything. We're not petitioning God for anything. We're just demanding that what God has ordained, we're enforcing the will of God. Hallelujah. Now, there are times when we bring judgment in the name of Jesus. That is also a prayer of faith. Hallelujah. You know, there was a young lady in the book of Acts who was uh, going about when, when Paul would preach, she would say, these are the men uh, who show us the way of salvation. And after a while, Paul, being grieved in his spirit, commanded that spirit of divination to come out of the girl. And the Bible says that, and this did she many days. So it wasn't just once. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that same hour. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then there was a particular cripple that was by the, the, the temple, uh, going into the temple that, that uh, Peter and John saw as they were going into the temple. And Peter said to him, because he was begging, and Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Yes, God is the one who has authorized the church to do this, but he, we're not necessarily, uh, how do I put it? We're not necessarily praying a special prayer to him, like petitioning him, like interceding that the man should walk. No. We're demanding that in the name of Jesus, that that person walks. We're placing a demand on what has already been done. The Lord said in his word, concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. Hallelujah. So that's what we're commanding. We're demanding that certain things happen. Hallelujah. He said, Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask of me things to come concerning my sons 
and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. Hallelujah. So these are prayers of faith. When we say them, we know that they will be carried out because God has said, Jesus has said, that whatsoever we will ask, demand in his name, he will do it. Whatever we ask in his name, if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when you're going to cast out devils or you're going to heal the sick, expect that the person would be healed. Jesus would do it. Actually, he's left a command. The angels hacking onto the voice of his word. When we do things in line with God, the angels are who have been sent out to minister for us, who are to be heirs of salvation, will carry it out. As long as it's in line with the word of God. And we are authorized to use that particular word. What do I mean? We are authorized to use the logos of God. You're using the word of God in the right place. Amen? When you use the word of God appropriately... You're using it rightly. You didn't, if somebody who does not know the Lord goes to try to use God's word, that is what it means when they say that some people try to steal the logos of God. They are not authorized to use it. So they went to go try to use it. It's like when somebody does not, you're not giving access, authorized access to a building and you try to get into the building. All right? If the security catch up with you, they haul your big ideas to jail. <laughs> so that's, that's that. So we, people who are not authorized to use the logos of God cannot use it and it will work. Hallelujah. Now that does not also mean that when a child of God tries to use the word of God and it doesn't work, it's because he's not authorized to use it. No, it's because your faith is not in place. If your faith is in place, like, do you actually believe what you're trying to do? Are you just trying to test it out to see if it will work? Or you believe it will work? You believed the word before you went about trying to engage the word. You're supposed to spend time and believe the word of God. You're supposed to spend time in meditating in the word of God before you try to use it. And be, and be convinced it is right. Be convinced it is what, that you, you own it now. It's mine. Then you can use it. Don't try to use the word when you don't yet believe it. Hallelujah. It's like taking, you know, David, when David was um, about to face Goliath and, um, of God and um, the king saw gave him his armor to wear, his body armor to wear. And when David wore it, the thing was, you know, Saul was an obviously taller, older man with better built because the Bible says, says that he stood shoulders above everyone in Israel. And David was an average height young man. Uh, in fact, he was a teenager at the time he wanted to do this thing. So he said, I cannot take this to battle because I've not proved them yet. So he took them all out and went with his shepherd's clothing and took a sling and five smooth stones 
and he went after Goliath. Why? That was what he was used to. Use what you're currently used to. If you want to go to another weapon, make sure that you have milked the word. You have taken that word and you have spent time with it. And you know in your knower that it is true. That's where meditation comes in. Hallelujah. We don't just go out there and just start talking and just, you know. No, the enemy will ask you where you got it from. He said, how do you know that it is for you? Then you hear another preacher say, if you just see the promise of God, except God tells you that that is the promise of God, you're not supposed to, it will not work for you. They say, yeah, it's true. You see, the minute you've given it a second consideration, you have walked away from faith. You have, you have left your inheritance. I've heard preachers say that. They say, it's not yours until you have a rema from God. You have a rema from God. What is rema? Rema is God's word spoken by a living spirit. That's God is a living spirit. He speaks his word. If you take the word of God and have him put it in your spirit, if your spirit brings it out, it's rema. His word is a living spirit speaking the word of God. That's what rema is. If I take the logos of God and I'm teaching you and I'm reasoning it, that's I'm still in logos. But when it comes out of my spirit, energized by the spirit of God, that's rema. So, but some people don't know that, so they think that if the word of God just, if you go to the word of God, pick it or pick a promise of God and make it yours. You're supposed to make it yours. God expects that we'll make his promises ours. He said we're made partakers of the divine nature through the promises. How? Because we make it ours. We seize the word. We lay hold on the word and make it a part of our inner consciousness that this word is who I am. Well, let me give you an example. Let's say tomorrow you're made... Um, um, uh, the president of the United States of America, and, you know, before you got there, you thought some things. You know, with each day, they tell you the privileges of a president. Is it not true? They tell you what you need to know. You start getting security briefings and all of that kind of thing, and then you, maybe you order an airstrike somewhere where there was trouble, and it took place. You now begin to know that you have some power now. The more you read and know what is in the office of the president, the more confident you're going to be concerning it. Now, we're sons and daughters of God. That's a higher calling. The more you study the word of God and see who you are, who Jesus is, because it's him that we're looking at. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. It does not yet appear what we shall be like, but we know that when it shall appear, we shall be like him, for we will see him as he is. Why? We were already looking at ourselves from his perspective. He is the, that's what the Bible says. Uh, let's, let's go to James chapter 1 verse 22. Yeah, that's what I was going. It said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Why would he tell us that? He said, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. 
in a mirror. That word glass there is actually mirror. All right, praise the Lord. So in a mirror, what do you see? You see who? Yourself. So when I'm looking at the word of God, I'm seeing myself. It is I, me, and myself that I'm looking at. Jesus cast out devils. Okay, I can cast out devils because that's me. I'm born of the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father might be glorified in the Son. Because it's God that is being glorified when we use the name of Jesus. Because he gave him that name. That at the mention of that name, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, in, of things, in fact, the translation says, of things and beings in heaven. And things and beings upon the earth. And things and beings under the earth. So the name of Jesus has authority in heaven, on the earth, and in hell. We own the word. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. And when we behold his glory, we are transformed into that glory. How do we behold his glory? In the word of God. We begin to see ourselves. What does the word say about me? Does the word say I'm, a, I'm an outcast that they've cast me out of the kingdom? No, the Bible does not say that. The Bible says that I am a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Hallelujah. So God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are in the light now. The word shows who we are. Hallelujah. So we have authority to use the name of Jesus. We've been authorized to use that name. So when things are happening through faith in the name of Jesus, you can cast out devils. You can stop a negative situation from occurring. You can stop the winds from blowing. You know, when Jesus, the things that Jesus did, we can do in his name. When he said, wind, be, be, you know, be, 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 be still, he calmed the winds. When the winds were boisterous, he said, peace, and they became calm. Just like we pray in church here, when the hurricanes are coming, and then we, we issue commands of what, it, what we wanted to do. So that's a prayer of faith. We issue a command. A prayer of faith should not be said, and talking about the rules of prayer, and which is that prayer has to be verbalized. You don't cast out devils with your thought. Excuse me. <laughs> what are you doing? The devil don't hear those things. In fact, you can scream and he doesn't hear you. Then you're talking about using your thought to cast him out. Doesn't work that way, you know. It is a rule of prayer that prayer has to be what? Verbalized. You have to verbalize your prayer. You have to put it into this world for it to take effect. That's why the Bible says, the Bible does not say every idle thought that men shall have, they shall give account of it on the day of judgment. No, it says every idle word that men shall speak. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your heavenly Father knoweth what things you have need of. That's your thought. Before ye ask him, that's you have to verbalize it. 
You have to bring it into this world. You want to cast out devils? Look at it. What kind of devil is it? Is somebody having convulsion? What is going on? Take authority in the name of Jesus. Act according to uh, Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You go somewhere and people are doing their hocus pocus and they're trying to issue a command saying, in the name of Jesus, you evil spirit behind this power. Go from that person. Just, just say, I strip you of that satanic authority and power in the name of Jesus. That's the end. You see, that's, you see, because the Bible says we are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places far above all principality and power. It doesn't matter how, where you're sitting down physically here right now, it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself right now, but that is who you are in the realm of the Spirit. You, you and I were seated as kings in the realm of the Spirit, far above the highest devils and angels. Far above. That's where we are. We're seated there in the heavenlies. Above all these satanic principalities and powers, we're seated above them. So positionally, we're higher in authority. So Jesus now gave us this authority in his name to exercise upon the earth. That at the mention of his name, every knee will bow. 